Montreal has been the hardest hit by COVID-19 in Canada. While the rest of Quebec begins to open up, Montreal's date has been pushed back. So why has it been so bad here? From the Montreal Gazette, I'm Monique Baudin, and this is 10-3. Today, I'm joined by the Gazette's political reporter, Philip Otier, who has been covering the pandemic since the beginning. Please subscribe to 10-3 on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you are listening now. We'd appreciate it if you could leave us a rating and a review. Hi, Phil. How are you? I'm well. Hello. Nice to have you with us today. So let's talk about Montreal. Montreal is being described as the pandemic epicenter for Canada. Can you describe what the situation is like here in terms of case numbers, deaths, and so on? Well, Montreal is the epicenter of Quebec, and uh, as we know, the epicenter of Canada. It is a big urban city, and uh, urban big urban cities have been plagued by this uh, pandemic more than uh, smaller centers. But as of uh, today, we're up to over 20,000 cases in Montreal, including uh, 2,063 deaths. So it's a hot spot for the pandemic, and uh, it's becoming a serious, serious problem for the government. Things are different in Montreal compared to the rest of the province. So could you just describe a little bit about what's happening outside of the Montreal region? Uh, Outside the Montreal region, the situation is described uh, by most local governments and health authorities as stable, so that there have been actually quite few cases outside of the Montreal, the greater Montreal area, which we define as Montreal, Laval, and the South Shore. Mm -hmm. So beyond the island or beyond the Montreal area, there are some regions that have not had a single case in in many days now. Hmm. And that is part of the pressure. That is one of the reasons there's pressure on the government to deconfine or to allow these regions to live again, to lift the, lift the lockdowns that have been in place there. And remember, the lockdowns in the regions are the same as the ones in the cities. You're talking businesses, we're talking schools, we're talking daycares. And also, the other way it's being felt in the regions is that a lot of regions have road checks. So it impedes people from outside of the regions going in there and potentially infecting them. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, that's as you can imagine, that's a serious hamper to trade and commercial traffic. So it's become a big problem. So there's kind of a, like two different things happening in Quebec, like what's happening in Montreal and what's happening outside of the greater Montreal region. Could you just talk about why we think Montreal has been hit so hard? The main uh, reason, as with other cities, is you have a very dense population, a much denser population. You also have more uh, economic inequalities even within your city, richer neighborhoods, poorer neighborhoods. So, for example, in a poorer neighborhood, you'd have larger families living in smaller spaces, which is, of course, breeding ground for the virus. Mm -hmm. That's the urban versus rural perspective on the whole pandemic. There have been a lot of uh, outbreaks in Montreal's long-term care centers and in seniors' residences here. Is there anything that could have prepared them for this outbreak? Not with the structure that they have in place now. I don't think they could have prepared better. It's a basically flawed structure in these private and public nursing homes in that they basically have rotating staffs that uh, move in and out. Some of the nurses and orderlies work in more than one center. Some of them also do home care. And that has been the main source of transmission 
The government believed at the beginning of the pandemic that if you simply stopped anyone from visiting these residences, that would be enough to keep the virus out. Mm -hmm. What they underestimated is the staffing issues. And to go to the heart of that is also to go to the fact that most of the orderlies and nurses and people working in these centers are grossly underpaid. Hmm. That makes the jobs not particularly attractive. There's a lot of turnover. And it's all in the way that it's structured. When you're paying people such low wages, it's hard to require them to do a lot more. So it's a vicious circle because you're paying so poor, people don't want to work there, You, you then you lack staff then the care declines, and all of these kinds of things are just perfect for breeding a pandemic. In Montreal, besides the long-term care centers, we're also seeing some neighborhoods that are being harder hit than others. Can you explain why that is? I believe that is a a, a demographic issue and certainly uh, an issue of some neighborhoods are hit harder because they're poorer. They're less well-off economically, which then if you look at uh, urban studies, uh, it means that people, more people are living in smaller s- spaces. They're less conscious of health issues. They, they also financially probably are not able to afford a lot of the protection that you need in, in a pandemic. You know, when, when you're trying to put food on the table, you might not want to go out and get masks and uh, Purell and all, all the things that we use to fight such a thing. So mm-hmm. combine all that together. The sheer density of these neighborhoods makes it a a bigger breeding ground. Hmm. So one of the things that Montrealers have been talking a lot about is the question of reopening schools. So for Montreal right now, we're not supposed to have schools open here for another week or so, another 10 days, but schools opened outside of the greater Montreal region earlier this week. Could you talk a little bit about how that went? Well, the schools issue is the big experiment that's going on in Quebec, and I think a lot of other provinces and a lot of other jurisdictions are watching to see how it goes. Mm -hmm. One of the theories is that you can control the pandemic in schools by reducing, for example, they have a maximum of 15 students per classroom. They've introduced one-way traffic in hallways. The students are being asked to sit at their desks. Libraries are closed. There's no recess. There's no cafeteria. So they're trying to limit the spread in the schools from the get-go. But there's, you know, there have been some incidents already. But behind all that, health officials believe that young people are less affected by the COVID-19 There have been, for example, no deaths in people under 30 in Quebec. Mm -hmm. So the theory is that it's a risk you can take and that the cost of doing nothing, of leaving kids at home locked up for months and months and months is higher. For example, kids with learning disabilities, kids that have special needs, Mm -hmm. they're not getting any of that care at home. And so the cost to their long-term future education is higher than them getting sniffles because of this virus, right? Mm -hmm. Because they're less affected. Now, this is all an experiment in a sense. This is the theory. We'll see how it goes. It is interesting that the schools are opening outside of the Montreal area first, and they'll see how that goes because throughout this pandemic, Montreal has been the hotspot, has been the problem spot, and the government has not hesitated, as you've seen, to put the brakes on lifting the lockdown on cue. If they see something is not going the way they thought it would, the health department has the power to just put everything on hold. And that's what's, that's what's been happening. I think they want to see how it goes in the schools outside the Montreal region first mm-hmm. and then, then see how it goes in the et- in metropolitan area. What else has reopened besides schools? 
Well, manufacturing has reopened. Large infrastructure projects, like highway projects, are reopening. Mm-hmm. They have reopened mining. They have uh, reopened uh, large stores which have doors to the outside, for example. They don't want to open malls because that will lead to gatherings of people. Mm-hmm. But if a store has a door to the outside, like a big Canadian tire in a mall, those things have been reopened. So for the greater Montreal region, the plan right now is for schools and daycares and retail stores to reopen on May 25th. Is that actually possible, do you think? You know, May 25th is coming up very fast. We have a long weekend and I have serious doubts that that is going to be possible because they are now dealing with real community transmission of the virus in the metropolitan area. At at first, you know that 84% of the people that have died of COVID-19 in Quebec have been in long-term residences, have been in uh, seniors' residences, private and public. Mm -hmm. And that's why for the beginning of the pandemic, our hospitals have been spared Mm -hmm. most of this uh, problem. But now we're seeing it started to creep in. Some hospitals have, have multiple cases. We're not out of the woods at all, at all, at all on that. And more people are going to work, like in the construction industry. So that increases traffic on the metro and on the buses. Mm -hmm. For the first part of the pandemic, it was mostly essential service workers that were riding the metro and the bus, and there was not many people on them. Now they're they're going to start filling up. And uh, hence the the new uh, focus this week on masks, which not only they've not been required, but it was always sort of considered an optional kind of a, a third measure beyond physical distancing and washing of hands. So masks have suddenly become a big issue now in Quebec and uh, in Montreal in particular. The Premier is coming to Montreal Thursday and Friday to get a look firsthand of the pandemic where the situation is the worst. Mm -hmm. So I I think it's going to be a rude awakening for him to see the reality because the, the bureaucracy has certainly not been in giving him the right information. So speaking of masks, which has been a very hot topic in Quebec this week, the Premier is recommending, and the public health director strongly recommending, that people wear masks now when they're outside of their homes. Could you talk a little bit about what exactly Quebec is hoping to achieve by having people wearing masks? Well, their initial reaction was that masks created a false sense of security and would not replace washing of hands and proper physical distancing. Mm -hmm. And they've come around on that to realize that it is a good tool in your artillery against the pandemic. They weren't really saying it at the beginning, but one of the reasons that they weren't pushing masks very much is because they don't have enough supply, certainly of medical masks or N95 masks, to hand around to the whole population. All of that's kind of come back to haunt them in, uh, this week because now they realize they do need more masks for people riding the subway and the metro and buses. Mm-hmm. And so now they're scrambling to try and get enough of them. So there was also an argument against masks saying, well, charter, for charter reasons, people don't are going to go to court and fight wearing masks. That was one of the reasons that they were giving for not recommending or obliging masks. But in reality, it's an inventory issue. They do not have enough masks. They have enough medical masks and the much-prized N95 masks for between 30 and 40 days. But the premier said that's got to go. Priority one has to be the healthcare workers. So those are the nurses and the orderlies that are working on the front lines. That's where they've got... So now uh, suddenly uh, people that make homemade masks it has become a cottage industry. Hmm. People are learning how to do that themselves. People who sew are doing masks on their kitchen tables. Mm-hmm. It's become the thing. Uh, certainly this week, 
But getting them to the people is another matter. In poor communities, poor neighborhoods, a lot of people can't afford to buy masks, even if they can find them. In certain key neighborhoods in Montreal, hotspots, health officials are handing out masks to people. Remember, this virus was new. Nobody really knew how it was spread and what its capacity was. Well, now they're realizing that standing close to a person who could cough or can spread the virus in the air. That's a piece of knowledge that has evolved and now is considered serious. Hence, there's a push for masks all over Montreal. So I wear a mask myself when I go out to a grocery store or a pharmacy, and I'm considering doing it also when I go for a walk because our sidewalks are pretty crowded here in Montreal. Do you wear a mask now? Well, I'm living uh, in Quebec City, which has been much less uh, hard hit by the virus. Last week, I did my grocery shopping without a mask because they have uh, all the cashiers have plexiglass and there's good physical distancing in the in the stores in Quebec City. Also, there's it's a smaller population. There's fewer cases, so the risks seemed less high. But since the premier and the director of public health earlier this week recommended people wear masks when they go outdoors. I am wearing a mask when I go outdoors, and certainly when I go to the grocery store or to the pharmacy, I will wear a mask. Uh, it was interesting at the National Assembly, politicians came back. It's been a first, the first time they sat since March 17th, and many, many of them are wearing masks. Hmm. And so were many reporters because Suddenly, there's a lot more people in the building. It was only for one day, but there were a lot more people in the building, some of them from Montreal, some of them from other areas. So there was a higher chance there of the virus being present and, and infecting. Um, so many reporters were wearing masks. And then, of course, we have the Premier and the Minister of Health and the Director of Public Health also wearing masks now. So they, I mean, they're trying to set a good example. I see more masks on the streets of Quebec City than I did two weeks ago. I can tell you that. And uh, uh, certainly more seniors are wearing masks than I saw a few weeks ago. There's one other question I wanted to ask you about, which is uh, the question of herd immunity. This is something that the Premier had talked about last month when he first started talking about opening up different parts of society again. Could you talk a little bit about what the thinking is about herd immunity in Quebec now? Well, the uh, initial pitch for herd immunity is young students, you can let them get the virus and they have less serious effects, very little chance that they will die or even get sick. So the theory which health people all over the world have debated is that you let the virus out in small doses into your population and then this in turn creates the immunity, meaning that uh, especially in young people, they, they will develop the antibodies and there'll be more immunity in the overall population. So at one point, the premier and the health department bought into the herd immunity philosophy, even though it was contested and questioned in, by many other health officials. Mm -hmm. But it lasted uh, about two days. They mentioned it, and then they realized that when they started getting messages from people uh, <laughs> that I don't want my children to be used as guinea pigs, hmm. they, uh, they backed away. They backed away from that. They don't talk about it anymore. So it's not officially a strategy. It probably has some legitimacy. Mm -hmm. it, it has proven in, in the past with other viruses like the flu. If people get small doses of the regular flu or influenza, they are more immune and are better able to resist another round of influenza. But this virus is kind of mysterious, and they're not really sure whether that is actually going to work. 
So we'll see. No, I think the jury's still out on herd immunity in this pandemic, certainly in Quebec. Phil, thank you very much for this. My pleasure. Shortly after our conversation, Quebec Premier François Legault announced that schools in the greater Montreal area will stay closed until the fall. 10-3 is produced by Carson Jarama. Theme music by Bryce Hall. I'm Monique Baudin. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.